1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Datable, a show all about modern dating, where we dig into the whys of people's behavior when it comes to dating, including your own behavior. Every week, we're like, that's, "This was an eventful week. This is an eventful <laughs> week. This week was not that eventful." Yes, Thank God.
0: <laughs> that's good. I feel like we got to a point in this whole cycle that we're like, you know what? We can maybe do our intro not as close like to the day that we put out the episode because things aren't changing. As fast. We've stabilized. And then like the last couple of weeks, we're like, nope, we're going to bring it in again. So it's nice. It's nice when things aren't going crazy in the world.
1: I had a an epiphany, Julie, and I'll just tell you what happened this past week. Um, it's related to Stop Asian Hate hashtag. If you're on YouTube, you can see it right behind me. Um, <laughs> just having a conversation with a few friends and we're talking about big brands and whether they should put out a message on mm. recognizing what's been happening in the U.S. and in, in the world. Um, uh, with all the hate crimes and some brands feel like they it's not in their place. They should be more uplifting, positive. I thought about this quite hard about it because I thought back during the elections, you were on TikTok mm-hmm. and you were looking at the other political party <laughs> Yep, and you were then fed all this information that was supporting the opposite political views and how surprised you were by it. And I thought about the same thing where we live in our own echo chamber. Mm-hmm. so some of us who may not watch TV or the news everything we see on the internet just feeds into your own echo chamber so some people and this is shocking to me have no idea what's going on oh, right now yeah. with the, with the asian hate crimes they may not have seen any news around it because it's not in what's filtered in their inf- in their ecosphere
0: right it's not on the radar of most of my white friends I'll be completely transparent I don't know like everyone out there it's on my radar because I have Have a lot of Asian friends, as you Mm -hmm. know. I'm I'm the one white girl at the one Asian honorary (laughs) Asian. (laughs) But I have other. I have a bunch of circles of friends, and I have some circles that are purely white women, and others that are more diverse and mixed. And in Mm. those circles, it's top of mind. And in the ones that are purely white women, it doesn't come up ever. I'm gonna be honest, you know.
1: So this is so good for us to know because just because you're seeing what's happening doesn't mean everyone's seeing it and the people who should be seeing it are not actually aware of what is happening in the world this is my call out to all the big brands out there for example if you're a pepsi you're not a news organization you're not considered the media your posts would not be filtered out right so if you do bring awareness to what is happening with the asian hate crimes with black lives matter it is important for you to put out something about it because your posts will not be filtered out to the people who should be seeing it. That's just my one request for all the big brands. And for anybody who thinks big brands shouldn't have a stance, they absolutely should and bring
0: awareness to The current events. Yeah, it's a really hard line because, like, I, one of my favorite podcasts outside of us, they get a lot of flack for being Mm. political and saying statements like this and talk. I mean, they actually had a recent guest that was talking all about, you know, Asian hate crimes and being Asian in America right now. And they get a lot of flack because they're a dating and relationship comedy podcast. Mm. And, you know, I on one hand get that like a lot of like comments are like, I come here for relief. I don't want to hear about this stuff. I can hear about it in the news. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, I totally get why it's like we have a platform, especially you as an Asian woman. It's like, I want to use my platform for good. And I get it. But I I, I see both sides of it because I'm sure we have listeners out there that love hearing this stuff. And a bunch of people in our Facebook community actually reached out and said, how like they love the last couple intros. But I'm sure there's other people out there that are like, just get to the dating topics. That's why we're I get here, it. you know? I get it. But it's <laughs> our
1: house. And my friend Emily posted this and I just want to read it. Uh, the first task of the activists is to make the invisible visible. Mm-hmm. So whether you agree with our platform or not, at least we're bringing awareness to what's happening. It is a responsibility of any influencers or anybody with a platform out there especially the, these big brands to just simply bring awareness right, right. to what's happening.
0: Totally. And I actually put up a post, I think this was like, you were kind of just like in the thick of all the stuff that was happening. This was like at the very beginning. And I just put up a post in our group that being like, you know, all our Asian, like datable fam, mm-hmm. Asian listeners, like we, we're here, we're sending you love, we see you. And people's like reaction was just like, thank you. Like a lot of our Asian mm-hmm. listeners were like, thank you for putting that out there. This community has been so much more than just dating, and relationship advice and I think like the way I've been thinking about it too this isn't like a. I mean it kind of clicked with this revelation but yes we're a dating and relationship podcast but ultimately we're all about finding love like and being happy that's the end goal and I think you and I have talked about this at the beginning of this podcast we thought that like we'd be talking about all these dating stories and you know like and we (laughs) we never thought we never thought we'd be talking about you know dating yourself and self love Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and I think it is this like larger picture. And I think community, belonging, this feeling of belonging is a huge part of, you know, dating and relationships, even though it feels like it's not related, because you're not technically like dating these people. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like I actually went to South by Southwest virtual, and there was a Mm -hmm. lot about this like feeling of belonging right now and community sure. and tech for belonging and to be honest this has actually been like my I feel like life mission in a way because even before dateable I was doing 500 brunches that essentially brought people together like I think I just like have a strong passion in not just a romantic se- sense just in general of bringing people together I was thinking about this for myself, and I'm like, yeah, of course I want a partner. Of course I do. But I'm also okay now. Like, I have more than enough people that I talk to on a daily basis. Like, I feel a sense of love with community, with whether that's our own Facebook community and dateable community, but also, like, my community in San Francisco and, like, all the friends I have, the family I have, like, all that. And I think if you're coming from that place you don't fall into these traps of just like sticking with these people that like treat you like shit for like months and months and months. So I do think it all connects.
1: And also when you have a sense of belonging, that hate dissipates because that hate is replaced by love and you're able to date without hate. And when people don't feel like they belong, that's when they dig themselves into this dark hole of misery, of negativity, um, of, of just hate you know yeah. for for whatever reason from their past and their dating traumas so it is so important to find a place that you belong and you have a support system so
0: we can start to date without hate yeah i mean it's actually a perfect tie into this week's episode yes, which is basically I love this episode you know it's bringing the fun back into dating oh, like we need it and I think it really does stem from where you are. Like, if you're filled with love and abundance in all other parts of your life, you just look at that person as someone new you're meeting, not like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this person needs to fill this gap that's, like, within me, this void. And then that's where the pressure comes in. And that's when you're, like, doing the mental checklist and going on the date review, and you're not able to just have fucking fun. Like, that's the goal. <laughs> like, and why how is that do you so hard?
1: Fun? <laughs> how do you have that fun? You have to understand where what it's like to bring play into dating and into relationships and into your life. So we have this expert on. He really is the expert in play, which just means he is a professional kid. And, <laughs> and he's able to help us uncover that playful almost childish side and bringing more lightheartedness to these this really challenging time in our lives. And again, like what you were saying, Julie, dating should be fun. There, It shouldn't feel like a job. It shouldn't feel like a chore. It shouldn't feel like a burden. How can we make
0: this experience more fun for us? Totally. And Jeff Harry is his name. We actually met him through the most dateable contest. He <laughs> yeah. was a supporter of one of our contestants, Tim. And he actually works with our um, events producer, Louise. So there is a connection, like, because they're both in the play space. I still think when I hear play, I still think play parties, sex, I need to get my mind out of the gutter a little.
1: (laughs) Or just keep it there. Why? (laughs) I mean, I
0: guess technically that is play because it's all about exploration, right? Like, that's the point of play parties. But yeah, that's a tangent. Uh, I think, you know, with play... I personally for me like someone that's playful has always been at the top of my like qualities it's not even like something I've actively seeked out it's just people that I've meshed with really well I would describe like my most recent exes both as super playful but I think what I've learned too is that doesn't mean that there's not a serious side like just because you can act like a kid and like I think sometimes people like associate kid like behavior with immaturity but I don't think that's always the case like I think sometimes when you are just so deep and so mature it's draining and boring like i was on dates recently that i'm just like i need to like go home because i'm mentally drained because Mm -hmm. we've just been like airing out our dirty laundry hearing about like exes and like you know your past like there's a time and a place for that but on a first date just fucking have fun and get to know each other
1: fucking have fun (laughs) and Have good etiquette. Can we just bring up last week's episode? (laughs) I knew it would be controversial. We talked about modern dating etiquette. And this (laughs) instigated many discussions in our Facebook group. One of them being this idea of Vemo requesting your date Mm. after the date. Oh, God. (laughs) And... I gotta get handed to uh, Lorita here. Okay, so she wrote something that I can totally resonate with. She went on a fabulous date with someone. They went hiking, great banter, and she started to lose interest the minute he asked <laughs> to split <laughs> the bill over Vimo. He was like, "Let me get this first, but then I'll Ven- Venmo request you for the half." There's just something so like so petty and yeah. so unromantic about that. I'm. I used to, Julie, you know, in the beginning, I used to be all about the man paying for the date. I've now shifted. I think I should be equal, like 50-50. But to me, that means taking turns, wanting to pay for your date. The want, not the need, but the want to want, want to pay for your date and to s- put a smile on their face to be like, I got you. Like, this is mine. And mm-hmm. then I know they're going to get my next meal or whatever adventure. But the minute someone asks me to split the bill, I totally agree. My heart just goes, ugh. Like it throws up a little bit.
0: What makes this so difficult is that everyone has a different point of view. Like Sonia, another member was like, I kind of like Venmo. It's pragmatic. It's practical. So that's what makes it really hard is you have no idea where this other person is coming from. I logically get the fifth, like sharing the expenses 50 50. I totally logically get it. But there's something still within me that I cringe when the guy doesn't pay on the cringe. first date. Like, it, there's something about it. And I know that's old school and I know it shouldn't matter. I think, though, the what this also, it's like how you say it, too. Cause yes. I had this one situation where I remember this so well. It was like when I was doing 500 brunches. So I was not making much income at all. If mm-hmm. anything, it was like, like startup mode, and I was on a date and we went to the super expensive wine bar that he picked and I did like the fake purse reach at the end and <laughs> yeah. he's like oh you know what I'll get it because you're bootstrapping right now and oh you're not making gosh. a lot of money so and I was like that is not what I want like if you were just like I'll get it because I had a really good time with you yeah. like yes. it's just like it was so unattractive and unappealing and then I actually ended up fighting it because I did not want someone to pay for me out of pity and then I got stuck with this massive bill when I wasn't making any money and I was like fuck I should just let him pay for it what was I doing it was like my ego got away but it was so insulting I've totally done that
1: <laughs> I've totally done the like they they ask if I want to split it and I'm like I'll just get it I'll just pay for it you fucker like <laughs> you yeah. we even well, try to ask no me I to didn't I
0: didn't pay for it I split it, it. it but yeah it was still absurd for what I was making at the time
1: and I've also heard from men that they could be on a really great date. And when, they, uh, when the bill comes and if the woman doesn't even offer to pay, they start to lose
0: interest. Totally. So there is that, too. I get the other side, too. It's like, there, how many dates do you go on that you never see that person again? Right, right. For men that are, like, in theory, if women are making the same money or around the same, why should they be picking up the tab every time? I totally get it. That being said, there's still that, like, subconscious. And, you know, I was talking about with Janice, what our moderator, just in, like, a side. Our convo. And she's like, you know what, like women bear more child's bearing, even like in relationships where me- like men are doing a lot of the work, it's still falling more on women. So she's like, we can get treated to a dinner. So you know, it's like there is that side of it too. And again, you could argue that in many different directions. It's just it's such an interesting topic.
1: Yeah, because it. I don't like it when the conversation turns petty. It's more like, there should be a fight to pay for the bill, not a fight to try to split the bill. I want to go out with someone where I'm so enjoy their company so much that I want to show my appreciation mm-hmm. and I want to pay for their meal or their drink. You're right. Everybody has their own stance on it. There's no right or wrong, but there is something about like asking to split the bill that just Totally. Kind of grosses me out. Not going to lie. Grosses me out.
0: (laughs) I think for me, it's like the beginning. I'd love it if someone picked it up on like the first couple dates or even the first one. Even the second, like, fine, let's split it or I'll pick it up like – The first one, I do want to feel like treated. There's something that's like deep rooted in my feminine, like the way I grew up as a woman. I feel like I had an ex that paid for everything like all the time. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, he probably shouldn't have been, but he wanted to. And I don't think that's necessarily necessary. I actually feel like kind of guilty about it like now. Mm -hmm. But it's like one of those things that like, you know, to him, he was like, I want to do this. This is my way of like protecting and like providing for you. Mm -hmm. So it's, I I think it all stems back to people's deep rooted like beliefs on it. For and sure. I do think older people, myself included as an elder millennial, have more traditional views on it. I think yeah. it's just come with time.
1: Yeah, I had this conversation with my boyfriend earlier today and he's like, I think the younger generation is more about the even split. Yeah, totally.
0: Totally. And they're
1: okay with it. But when you mix the old and young (laughs) on a date, that's That's when it it gets gets a little bit
0: weird. Yeah, Yeah. like if I went out with someone that was like in their like early 30s or late 20s, I probably have to expect that I'm going to have the bill split.
1: Yeah, just yeah. It's changing times, but I agree. It's how you deliver that. It's not like, hey, you want to split this? I'm going to request you.
0: (laughs) So while we're talking about etiquette and You know, play. I did want to share this message I got on Hinge. Oh boy. I don't normally share messages on Hinge. Let me get my coffee slash vodka. I actually (laughs) feel like this is just play gone wrong playfulness is great but we talk about this on the episode you kind of have to match each other's energy on play Mm -hmm. and i was thinking about it like you can bring playfulness into very early messages and flirting and all that but the problem is sometimes you don't know the person in their tone in just message Mm -hmm. and i think i mean i've said this before and people disagree with me i'm personally so anti these like witty clever opening lines on dating apps because i think they fall short a lot of times because Mm -hmm. there's no tone and knowledge of this person so this is what I got. I have a photo of myself in a sriracha costume. And I probably should actually take this down because it's a little old at this point. But I think part of why I had it up is because I had like some prompt that like my favorite costume was Sriracha and everyone would be like, oh, why don't you have the photo up? It's a great photo. And I it was a great photo. And I think it does bring my playful side out because I do love like Halloween. It's my favorite holiday of yeah, all time. And you made
1: that costume, right?
0: I did. I made it yeah. myself. But anyways, yeah. I think it's, t- it's retired now because of this comment has <laughs> put me over the edge with it. But it's also it's time to retire this is a photo but this was the comment i got on it and i'm sure he was trying to be like funny and witty but it came off
1: no 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 just go into the
0: comment (laughs) you're like trying to i'm trying to help him out like i don't think his attention was bad it just came off so gross i'd like to twist your cap off and squirt you all over my nudes and then there's an emoji of noodles in a crying laughing
1: ew okay nudes like noodles (laughs) Yeah, like
0: he was trying to be like twist
1: Funny. on words. Twist, squirt, and nudes should never be in the same sentence together <laughs> no. when you're that's your opening line. Just no, and
0: I think it was also like he didn't message me late night, but I didn't check the app. So when I actually did check it, it was like 9 a.m. in the morning and that's what I got. So you have to also remember the state of mind someone might be in when they're receiving it. Like I opened my phone, I was like, ew. Like I like my stomach, like I like threw down the phone. Because I was so repulsed by it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like a comment you can make after dating for a little bit, and you know each other's sense of humor. But yeah. when you don't, is it comes off creepy? Squirt. Should just nobody should use the word squirt. It's like the word moist. No, those two words <laughs> should not used when you just start dating someone if
0: you're in person and you're like laughing and you're like I want to squirt on your dudes, like joking like I think that could be it could
1: I don't know even even I that, don't
0: think the way I you think, just said it I was like grossed <laughs> out by you like literally just I don't know I'm thinking about like some of my ex, I don't think my exes would have said that but I, I am thinking about like if they were to say that would I be grossed out I don't know if I would have but I think just seeing that in text I definitely was yeah I You're like, no, I'm grossed out regardless.
1: (laughs) Do you remember the time when I was on Tinder and this guy, the messages that we had back and forth with the emojis? He was super playful in the beginning. I was like, this guy's funny. He's very clever and witty. And then he was like, so I'm just curious. How do you feel about... He put a, a tongue emoji and an eggplant emoji. So I'm like, blowjobs. I mean, sure, I there. I don't have any particular feeling about that, but I've done them. And then he's like, great. So how do you feel about? And then he put tongue emoji, eggplant emoji, and another tongue emoji. <laughs> and I had to ask, like, whose tongue is that second tongue? And he said, mine. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> So you're asking how I feel about both of us sucking the same dick. That is not no longer play for me. That's just borderline wacko like that we haven't even met. I'm going to give him credit,
0: though. <laughs> if he
1: if <laughs> He's he putting, putting it put, out there.
0: But if he had no, no, if he had put that in text, you would have been repulsed. But because he threw <laughs> it in with emojis... You got, a, you got a conversation started. You'd- but you
1: know, I put on my podcaster hat. I was super <laughs> curious. So I asked him what he meant. And he actually went into his fetish and mm-hmm. how he and his ex girlfriend found someone on Craigslist that they would <laughs> suck dicks with. And uh, it was a bit farther past time. He just wanted to get out there like, are you into this or not? If you're not, we're not going to meet we're up. We're
0: moving on. Yeah.
1: We're moving on. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's better to just put it out there from the get go. Maybe this guy. I was like, I am really into twisting, squirting on your nudes. And if you're not <laughs> in for it,
0: let's not meet up. I don't know. The way he did it, I think he was just trying to be clever. But you know, I know what? I think we'll, is, yeah. we'll go on this episode. We're obviously going to show how, you know, you can kind of meet someone where they're <laughs> at with play and when to be playful and how to be more playful. So you'll get all that in the episode. But this was a quick anecdote of maybe what not to send.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is related to a question that I want to bring up, so remember we're doing this new segment. We'll call it nude segment. It's the new segment,
0: <laughs> like N O O D or N.
1: <laughs> we're now
0: calling it the nude segment every week.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? If people are listening to this, this is a great way
0: to drive YouTube traffic.
1: Hey guys, we're doing a nude segment now. Come to our YouTube page. To- <laughs>
0: That is the way the YouTube channel is going to grow. That let's should just be the, do it from the now. The title is
1: Nude Segment. Nude Segment. And then we just have censor bars. That's a brilliant idea. Anyway, let's park that for a sec. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll brainstorm that later. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll iterate. Yeah. We'll noodle it out a we'll, bit. we'll noodle on that. Wow, the word noodle now is going to just have a just, whole new form. I
1: don't want ramen today. I thought I was going to get some ramen. <laughs> no. Anyway, so we're starting a new <laughs> Change segment. Change my open
0: oh, table oh, thing for later. Cereal yeah. face. Okay. Cereal okay. face.
1: Okay. A new segment <laughs> called uh, Dating Advice. We'll call it date- dateable Advice where we've gone through the questions that we've gone through email or DMs and we want to pick out some of the ones that keep getting asked. And here's one that is actually related to this episode. This person says, uh, I've been seeing someone for just a little bit went on a few dates and she doesn't like spontaneity or surprises Mm. she prefers to know the itinerary ahead of time but i want to infuse more fun into our dates how do i do that without being spontaneous and Mm. uh and scaring
0: her off? I love this question. I have some ideas because I'm definitely someone that likes a little planning, but Mm -hmm. I also don't like too much planning. I don't know. I have some friends where I have to book brunch like four months in advance, and that's a little too much for me. But what I would appreciate from a date is if they could be like early in the week being like, hey, um, let's do something on Friday or let's do something on Saturday. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but Mm here is like, you know, a hint, maybe wear sneakers or like whatever, Mm -hmm. like if there is like some sort of, you know, dress attire, because I wouldn't also would feel uncomfortable if I was taken off guard majorly. Mm -hmm. But I think that could be add an air of excitement to like, what is it that this person has planned, but also not totally throw someone off guard that needs a little more planning and structure.
1: I think people innately do like surprises, Mm -hmm. but they want to be prepared as well. So for me, I would love to know everything that I need to prepare for this. I don't need to know exactly what we're doing, but give me the rundown. Like you said, what should I wear? Should I eat ahead of time? Mm-hmm. What's the weather going to be like? How long will it be? Will I exert a lot of energy or will mm-hmm. this be more of a passive engagement? Whatever it is, I just want to be prepared. I always like to watch those surprise proposals and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> does she know that she was getting proposed to? Because she's in full makeup. Like, I, I'm right, always like, right. if I'm, if you're going to surprise me with other people around, if this is being filmed, <laughs> make sure that I am dressed up <laughs> exactly. and, and camera ready for it. Just because she says she doesn't like sp- spontaneity and surprises doesn't mean it's the event itself. She just wants to be set up for success. That's totally. That's basically what it is.
0: I think the other piece, too, is even if it's not like this like big plan of like, hey, we're going to have this surprise day. Let's say you're out for dinner. Let's see where the day takes, the night takes us. Let's Mm -hmm. go to another bar. Let's go to a gelato shop. Let's go to the park and have like an impromptu little like park picnic with wine. Like I think you can like bring spontaneity that way while you're already out. So it's not Mm -hmm. just dropping something on someone's plate either.
1: Yes. And it's The gorgeous thing about relationships is that you're just trying to get information from each other. So on one hand, maybe get curious. Why is it that you don't like spontaneity Mm -hmm. as surprises? Maybe there was a surprise that went wrong in your past and it comes from some sort of trauma or or get to a point where it's like, okay, so you don't like it when uh, you wouldn't like it if we crashed a party, for example. But you would like it if Mm. or would you like it if I told you this and this and we did that. So it's constantly pushing the boundaries in a safe way of what your partner really means when they say, I don't like something.
0: I love that. Just ask, you know, set it up. And then you, if someone's like, no, I really don't want you to plan this surprise, like, Getaway or whatever, then don't do it. You know, like you have to then decide like how important spontaneity is or find other ways to do spontaneous activities.
1: Dude, when you say surprise getaways, I'm like, whoa, that just (laughs) triggers something for me. I think on paper it sounds so romantic, but in reality, I'm like, did I pack enough underwear? What's the weather gonna be like? Don't just spring that up on me. Just tell me what to do to prepare. I don't need to know where we're going, but set me up for success.
0: I had a friend that had her boy. My boyfriend packed two suitcases, one with cold weather gear and one with warm <gasps> gather wear. That would literally give me anxiety. But for him, it worked out well because he was that type of person. So I think it really is knowing your audience. And I think that's why sometimes these big gestures do kind of fall flat mm-hmm. if you don't know that person well. So I love this, like, build up to it. Maybe try small things. Maybe it's starting when you already have a, pl- a date yes. and then adding a little. And then maybe from there, it's adding a little more for the idea we had about, you know, we're gonna do something Saturday, wear sneakers. Like it's just a keep building up instead of going in with this huge plunge from day one.
1: For sure. And also remember, fun and playfulness doesn't always mean surprises and spontaneity. No. You can still have planned yes. fun. <laughs> it doesn't have to. I've learned that the hard way. hard way, I love surprises, but my parents don't. And I l- always love to surprise them. And they're like, stop surprising yeah. us. You're gonna give us uh, you're gonna give us a hard heart attack like stop surprising us with with shit just tell us what's happening
0: and I think yeah I love that too it's like just because you like spontaneity and they Mm -hmm. don't it doesn't mean your relationship is doomed too like it's get it what is it about spontaneity that you like is it that Mm. you just have this like level of playfulness and fun maybe you can inject that in a different way yes
1: Really good point. So there you go. If you want to infuse a little bit of fun into your dates without too much surprises, that's our two cents.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Shall we get into some sponsors?
1: Yes, let's do it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is no surprise, Julie and I are huge fans of therapy, especially online therapy, and BetterHelp can do exactly just that. They match you with your own licensed therapist and connect you in a safe and private online environment. I was able to start communicating with my therapist in less than 48 hours, super fast. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Their licensed professionals specialize in everything from stress, Management, uh, anxiety, trauma, dating, and grief. We at Dateable wish for all of you to live a happier, more wholesome life, and we think therapy and prioritizing your mental health will accomplish that. So, as our listener, you'll get ten percent off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com/slash Dateable. Join over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot D-A-T-E. A-B-L-E. This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their skin seriously. I've struggled with skin issues all my life, ranging from acne, uneven skin tone, and now aging. And now with all the mask wearing, it's exasperating my skin issues. And then Apostrophe comes to the rescue. So here's how it works. You fill out an online questionnaire about your skin concerns, snap a few selfies, and a board-certified dermatologist creates a customized treatment plan just for you. Your medications are. And deliver to your home? Easy. It took me maybe three minutes to fill out the questionnaire and upload my photos, and I've already started my treatment, and I'll update you all on how that's going in a few weeks. So far, I've seen a drastic reduction in my mask maskne. That's mask acne, in case you didn't know. In the meantime, get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com datable and use our code dateable. This code is only available for our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com datable and click begin visit, then use the code DATEABLE as sign up, and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get your dermatology visit for $15 off.
0: Awesome. So shall we hear it from the one and only Jeff Harry?
1: Woo, go Jeff. Here's the deal. Dating should be fun, right? And sometimes we forget that dating should be fun. We treat it like a job. We treat it like a chore. Mm -hmm. We treat it like our number one enemy when dating is about finding someone that you love spending time with. Why should it feel like a chore? So our guest today is here to help us bring playfulness back to dating. And Before we get to what playfulness means, because I'm sure there are lots of different definitions of play, I just want to introduce our guest of honor. His name is Jeff Harry. He's 42 years old, currently lives in Chicago. He's been there for the past year and a half during covid obviously like everyone else who's just been somewhere else during COVID, but he still has a place in Oakland. Look at you with your <laughs> pita tear. Uh, originally from the suburbs of Chicago, he's pretty single, and he has been taking a dating sabbatical. He's an international speaker, positive psychology coach, and founder of Rediscover Your Play, where he shows individuals and organizations how, how to tap into their true selves to feel their happiest and most fulfilled all by playing. Julie, when I say the word play, what do you think of?
0: I think of play parties. (laughs) So our mind is in the gutter. (laughs) our listeners know Louise who's kind of like our events extraordinaire and her and Jeff know each other from the play world and literally every time she says it to UA and I our mind like reverts back think about like play parties like sex parties that we've been to but that being said (laughs) but you guys have a much more PG rated definition of play and I think it's interesting because play parties the idea is to get out of your comfort zone even though it's sexually Mm -hmm. it still is a form of play so it makes sense. But we know that you primarily work with like businesses. And that's kind of the people you think of that are like stiff and need to let loose and like play. Right. But we find it in daters. And I'm curious, like what your definition of play is and how you see it coming into dating.
2: Sure. So I define play as any joyful act where you are fully present in the moment where there is no purpose, there is no result. You don't have anxiety about the future. You don't have regrets about the past. You're just like fully in flow. Like you're fully in the zone. And when you're when you're doing that, I guess when you're dating is it's the same feeling where you're like, you forget about mm-hmm. time. It's where you could be talking to someone for three hours and you're like, no, you hang up. No, you <laughs> hang up. And you know because you just You're just in that mode, right? Or you're on a date and like four hours have passed. So, you know, when you're really in that flow and you really like feel that connection with somebody, that's when I truly feel people are at play.
1: And we know you're currently taking a dating sabbatical while you're at your pita tear in Chicago. But (laughs) when you're, (laughs) when you are in the dating scene, how have you been able to integrate play into dating? Yeah. So
2: I... I hate meh mm-hmm. dates, like average dates. I'd rather it be amazing or horrible because if at least it's horrible, it's hilarious. And then I have a story afterwards. But when it's just meh and you don't yeah. really know, like, should I go on the date again or not? And you're like, oh gosh, like, uh, oh, enough meh dates. So like, I want something super unique. So even one, uh, twice I did this. I learned this from uh, Love Actually, where I took a date where instead of us going to the movie theaters, we went to, SFO International (laughs) Airport. We went to the International Terminal. We got food and we got flowers. And we just watched people get greeted at the international airport, and when we felt compelled, we would give out flowers to certain people, and we would just come up with stories for people, and just be like, "I wonder who they're waiting for," you know. And it was just like it was a different experience. So, like, I'm all about that. One time, I went randomly horseback riding with someone I had never even met them before. But I'm like trying to have like ex- I'm trying to have play experiences because Plato didn't say this quote, but you really do learn more about a person in an hour of play than a year's worth of Ooh. conversation. So why not have like experiences Mm. to actually learn about that person instead of just people talking about what they like to do why don't you just show what you like to do because that i feel speaks more volume
0: i love this idea of the airport like was this like an early date or were you guys dating for a while i need more details this is an early date
2: yeah, I, I took two different people on, on that date. It
0: was super interesting. SFO staff knows Jeff on a regular basis. He's like a regular at right, the airport. Just like, They're
1: like, "Here is he is again on his first date. Here it is again. Is he picking somebody up?
2: Why does he have food? Why does he have a whole platter? So
0: what was your date's reaction when you're like, hey, we're going to SFO? Well,
2: she like knew who I was. So she was like, yeah, that sounds super fun. So, and that's the other process of it, right? If you ask somebody to go on this like ridiculous date and they say, no, that's a good thing Mm -hmm. because then you're filtering out who's down and who's not down to do this. Right. Like imagine if someone that like loves to work at uh, soup kitchens and it was just like my first date's going to be at a soup kitchen. So even if it doesn't go well, I know that I have another person that's doing work alongside me. Like you would just experience something brand new Mm -hmm. with that person. So I'm all about doing
0: that. I mean, personally for me, like someone that has playful qualities is such a turn on like all like my past like exes like definitely would describe them as playful like that's something that comes to mind and I might not have done like necessarily like playful activities as much but there's something about their demeanor that was very playful like my most serious ex like broke into song from Fiddler on the Roof like on our first date (laughs) (laughs) and then like from then we had like a shared you know bond over this movie and my other ex like had this it was just like this ridiculous thing that he like had like stuffed bears that he was obsessed with and he like started naming my pillows that like resembled pears and we have like this whole like secret like love story between my pillows and his bears and I know that sounds oh my god freaking ridiculous (laughs) oh that sounds so cute and like when you like someone that shit's adorable and I know it sounds super weird that's
2: No, it's perfect, right? Because why is it perfect? Because it's weird, it's strange, it's nerdy. It's it's everything that we actually are, right? I think a lot of times we have, as Chris Rock says, like our representative for the first date. And it's like, hello, mm-hmm. this is me. And this is what I do for a living. You're like, I don't want to meet that person. Adults are boring. Adults are so boring, not because they're actually boring, but because we mm-hmm. pretend to be normal when none of us are normal. We're all super weird, so why not? lead with the weird just to be clear the the bears did
0: not come out on the first date it was probably like two three months in but yes it's i agree with you i mean
2: no but i'm all about that you know it's just you know I, i think i shared you on this one tiktok video of someone that was like on one of their first dates uh the guy asked his Soon to be ex girl, soon Soon to be 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 ex girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, soon to be ex girlfriend. Uh, Hello. Whoops. No, but so, so the, so the date idea was he goes, okay, pick a number between one and 10. And she was like seven or something. And then he goes, all right, pick a number between one and 100. And she's like 94. And then he's like, all right, let's go. And she's like, where are we going? And they went to, I think like a Goodwill or a Salvation Army. And then it was for $7.94. He got to, she dressed him and then he dressed her. And then they went to some really fancy restaurant. Now, obviously some people are like, I would never do that. But it's just like, if you pick your way of playing and if the person is down to yeah. do it, then you're going to learn a ton about them right there. And then again, just to redefine, like play is any joyful act where you forget about time, mm. right? So it can be, anything mm-hmm. can be play. There's not just certain ways in which this is play and this is not play. It's all up to you how you d- d- define that. If that's y'all just reading books at the library, sweet, nerd out. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: do you, do you, boo-boo. I think it's like, if you, it forms a connection, though, because it's like an inside joke. It's like inside, you know, activity that you're not doing with every last date. So I love it.
1: OK, so I'm I'm very I'm very intimidated by this. I <laughs> enjoy play in a relationship. But in dating, it's a little hard. One, because I'm lazy. I just feel like, oh, just go to a bar, or go to a restaurant. It's just easier. And two, sometimes I feel like when the play someone creates is not suited for me, mm. it becomes daunting. Oh, so I agree. Let's maybe you can give some advice around how people can create play that's customized for their dates.
2: Right. So first off, I hate forced play. <laughs> mm. So if someone's like, let's play, and you're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I have 30 minutes. I don't really care. I don't really want, you know, I think it's part of the discussion, right? Like when you are interviewing the person before you meet them, you just start talking about like things that you find really fun and you try to find mm-hmm. what like connects to both of you. Part of the reason why I mentioned like go weird and be like nerdy is because you also are trying to filter people out, right? You know, when I've been at bars or like dance clubs or whatever it would have you, you see the same person there, the same CrossFit guy named (laughs) Chad, who, you know, who like, you know, does finance. You're like, we've made that guy. We know that guy. I don't want more of that guy. And how do you like filter that out? It's through play. It's also about even how you go about meeting people. Because if we're always like going to, certain places and that's where we're supposed to meet instead of being like let me just do something Mm -hmm. fun right let me just go to this woo-woo camp or this self-improvement camp i've met more people that are closer to my shared values when i go to something like that than me going to like a bar or whole foods at the takeout line and just hanging out there even though sf chronicle says (laughs) that's the place to (laughs) be
0: i think also a lot of times it's just organic it's honing in on those playful muscles like i'm pretty sure my ex wasn't like planning to sing fiddler on on the roof like it just happened to come in and right. I think that's like really the key to it because I agree like if it feels too forced then it feels like contrived and that's not really play at the end of the day no
2: everything is even conversation is like I was saying it in the article I just wrote you inspired it by the way <laughs> so it's like improv where it's like you're doing a yes mm-hmm. and with people whenever you have a conversation with them you know you start off and you're like hello well hello well, what are you doing What is it?" you know and you start joking around about something that you appreciate about each other and you're yes-anding each other. And only what happens when it doesn't feel right is when someone either negates it or it just mm-hmm. doesn't buy. So this is all about active listening. And this is all about like reflecting back what you've heard. And all of that is part of the play. I'm not just saying you weigh like, hey, you got to get out there and go to LA's international terminal tomorrow.
0: <laughs> That's going to be the new date hotspot.
1: And you may or may not show up. <laughs> you know, I just have to wait. Right. We, we
2: start off small. It could even be the weird, the questions that you ask someone because usually we ask what do you do for a living I think that's a mm-hmm. horrible question I always ask when was the last adventure mm-hmm. you were on what mm-hmm. mischief are you causing in the world and people are like mischief what about mischief and then some people are like, let me tell you about my mischief you know so like you don't know but just even the interesting taking a risk and like doing that 20 seconds of courage like and trying out something that you're like oh I want to do this but I'm also I'm kind of nerve sighted I'm both nervous and excited about this let me try this is the, <laughs> The way in which you can like, inv- you can come up with something, you can co-create with this other right. person.
0: Yeah, like I had a conversation the other day where it turned into like, the guy like hooked me with his photos of his um corgi, but it turned out he didn't actually have a corgi. So he was like, I corgi fished you. And then it like, became this joke. And he like, sent me a cat photo the other day. And I'm like, now you're catfishing me. And it like, I think it's because it's like fed off of each other. But right. if one person wasn't into the joke, it would have just died. At that point, it would have become like exactly a thing.
1: it's about creating these inside jokes, but I can also see. So here's the question: Do you think play is successful with all personalities? Or do you think mm. it has to be specific personalities? Because I'll, I'll give you an example, Jeff. When you came on the Zoom and you showed up, for people who can't see, he's got a clip-on bow tie that's what made out of cardboard.
0: Immediately
1: I turned on my playful side. Because I was like, right. yes, this guy is here to have a good time. So I feel like you brought that out of me, but is it because I already have that kind of personality where the playfulness may be dormant and it just needs to be like stimulated? Or do you mm. do you think that everybody has has that inside of them?
2: Oh, everyone has it, but I feel everyone has it in a different way, right? Not everyone is like extrovert with their play. Some people are very introverted. See, I also talk about how play is the opposite of perfection. Mm. And perfection is rooted in shame and ego and and not looking stupid and peer pressure, right? Like it's all the things from high school that we hated the most. But play is experimentation. It's curiosity. And that's what I feel like is a better or just a really more enjoyable way to approach dating or or your whole life. Mm -hmm. Because then it's just like, you're able to let go of Mm -hmm. expectations. You know, expectations are the thief of joy and adults get so fixed on results. And that was why... 2020 was such a tough year for so many people because on top of all the loss and the pain, also they had all these dreams. December 31st, 2019, of what was going to happen. I'm going to get married. I'm going to change the world. You know, I'm going to start my business. And then all those things didn't happen, right? And when we get fixated so much on that result, it destroys the present. It destroys the process. And how many times have you been on a date and you're like, all right, you know, this person is shorter than me. Should you know, what are our babies going to look like? Oh my gosh. You know, you know how, how is he going to look when he's 80? And you're just like, whoa, whoa, let's just like be present right. with what's happening now and just see what's happening and stay in the moment and stay navigating like that uncertainty and be comfortable in that uncertainty instead of being like, I need to know the right answer because there is no right answer. It's different for everybody.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head of why play has been sucked out of dating, especially with apps where there's so many prospects. People are, one, trying to like cut through the clutter and also not get hurt. right? So they turn to the dater view, which is basically just like, you know, a bad interview where someone's just pressing you for questions and, you know, asking you why your last relationship didn't work out or where you want to be in five Uh years. And that's a shitty date. and It's not fun. Like core of that approach is to get information. But you said something interesting earlier that you could actually learn more from an hour of play. Like how do you get people to like rewire their brain on that?
2: Well, you have to like... Go of the result. That's the Mm. biggest one. You have to be like, all right, what is the what is the purpose of me being here? Is the purpose of me to see if this person checks off all the boxes, or is the purpose of me being here to see if I am enjoying myself? (laughs) Like, am I having fun here? Like, do I trust this person to go and to escape from the room and us try to get out together? You know, like there's certain things that you can actually learn. It's it's funny that we focus so much on words, right? And words is what 10% of communication tone is like 40% you know body language is around 50% oh we're so focused on the wrong thing we actually think that if I go on more apps and I interview more people Mm -hmm. just logically I will eventually find the right person because I've crossed all these other people out maybe Mm -hmm. you will or maybe you won't but is it fun (laughs) I'm all about like why don't you just do things that are fun and then if someone happens to be there that connects with you sweet but like I'm trying to live my life. And then if someone amazing happens to show up, then that's great. But I think when we're coming from a place of lack, mm-hmm. right? And we're just like, oh my gosh, I need to find this person. And this person is going to fulfill my soul, you know, and fill the, the gap that's in my heart. Like, man, that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on you as well as the other person. And then you're going to have that first date and the first thing you're thinking about is like, so you know, is it going to be a year before we get married? Like, like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> man. That's a lot, you know. Like, uh, he's a redhead. Do I want to have his baby? Do I want
1: redhead babies? Like, wow. like we haven't even had a
0: drink yet. I <laughs> just, I, I get
1: a little concerned with when people use the word "fun" too much. It gets thrown right. around. How was the day? It was fun. How was the event? It was fun. But was it right. actually fun? It probably wasn't. It was probably it fine, wasn't. but it wasn't yeah. fun. It was yeah. Fine. So they're using the wrong f word. But here's here's a <laughs> distinction I want to make because I can also see people thinking that play is part of entertaining someone and that puts mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on you. My role here is to entertain my date, but it's not really about right. that. So an example no. is my friend has a six-year-old and during COVID, school's been virtual so her six-year-old gets on Zoom and she says, "I she's like, I shit you not for an hour. She's just staring at the screen with all her classmates and they're playing without saying a word to each other. All they're doing is like they bring out their toys and they make eye contact and they do body language or whatever. That's their idea of play. She's like, not one word is spoken. That was mind blowing for me because I think as adults, we always assume that we need to entertain with our words Mm -hmm. and that there can't be silence. We got to keep it going. When so much of of play, not entertaining, play should be about the nonverbal. So maybe Jeff, you can give us some advice on how to shift that mindset.
2: Yeah. So I think the thing that, that is worth exploring is when you have a thought that you think, Ooh, that's really exciting. But that also makes me Uh really nervous. Or that person's going to think I'm weird. (laughs) Do it. Do that thing. Do that thing. And here's the, what, here's the reason why, because maybe, maybe it is, let's just talk about like the silence thing. Let's say it's just like, Hey, I want our first date. I love to read. Oh, you love to read. Let's just go hang out in the park when we read right next to each other. That's the play. That's the play. That's fine. Like, the, again, it's open because you're just trying, you're testing, you're experimenting. Mm. You're trying things out. And I think a lot of times we actually want to entertain the person because we want them to like us, mm-hmm. even if we don't like them. Right. Even if we don't like them, we're like, well, I want this date to go well because I wanted some good reviews on, on Uber
0: <laughs> or Lyft. I don't understand why we had like
2: a dating Uber. But like, so, yeah, Julie and I were talking about it, how we get really good mm-hmm. at interviewing people. Like, we get really good at at asking really good questions. And also I'm really good at being vulnerable. So at the end of the, the date, the person is like, man, right, this went right. really well. And man, chef sh- shared a lot. He was quite vulnerable. It's like, no, I share that <laughs> <Right>. with everybody. <laughs> right. like, that's just my threshold of vulnerability is just more than most people. So I think what I recommend doing is, again, play is like a dance. It's an mm. exchange. And you should be showing them what your type of play is. What is what your type of interest is? So that you are you don't feel like you're entertaining them, but you're like, hey, I'm doing my thing. Oh, you're doing your thing. Oh, here's what I love about my thing. Oh, I love that. Oh, what are you doing? Just like mm-hmm. the kids do, where you're just like kind of curious and then you go back to your thing. So then you're staying within yourself and you're not trying. The reason why dating is so hard and exhausting and feels like work is because we're trying yes. too hard. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be somebody else. We're always playing mm-hmm. a role, but why not play a role that we actually want to play?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the best- best Dates are when it just feels like two friends that are hanging out and it's not like a formal thing. Right. Those have been by far the best dates I've ever had. You know what's interesting though is I can hear people saying, like our audience being like, but don't we need to get like deep? Don't we need to like share our life's like goals and ambitions and all the stuff that isn't really considered play but more like, you know, the deep talk? We actually ran a super interesting dating experiment a while ago. It was a love is blind experiment off of the TV show. And UA and I, along with all of our listeners we were convinced that one of the like the guy Ryan was going to pick this one woman Taylor like because they had like this spiritual connection deep, they bonded deep. yeah like all this like they kept talking about like in the check-ins like how deep they were bonding so we all thought like across the board he was gonna pick her and then he ended up picking another girl Lacey because she was fun that was his like exact mm-hmm. words but that being said it kind of petered out and maybe Taylor actually would have right. been the better long-term partner like, how do you balance both? both. And like, what is your thoughts about, you know, going deep and also being playful? Does it have to be one or the other?
2: No! I mean, pl- play can be deep too. Like, I do this on Clubhouse all the time. I do like introspective play where we ask like really hard questions like, alright, this is the tombstone play game. Here lies Jeff, best remembered for embracing play, being his nerdy self, and loving Cobra yeah. Kai. You know, and, and like that is, that is like a sentence that everyone then has to answer on Clubhouse. So like there are ways in which you can ask really interesting questions. What about the 36 questions that make you fall in love? You could ask one mm-hmm. of those questions on one of your first dates. Again, it's it's about where do you want to go? You, do you want to get deep right now? Let's <laughs> go deep right now. Let's, let's pick one question out of the 36 questions or my friend Jan who has these ask deep question cards and we pick one and we answer that. Like that can be, that can all be it. Or you can just, you can just be like, okay, tell me your worst dating experience and then as y'all are sharing that together you know all of a sudden you start to peel the layers off and you're like oh wow that that's real and then maybe you feel comfortable enough to ask then why do you break up with your last person or one of those like really hard questions that was in the the dateable game show <laughs> that was like
1: oh, leave it. <laughs> oh the v-card everybody was so vulnerable right everyone was like, passing out their right v hey this is just a side conversation but it's it seems like you have a lot Lot of fun on dates. You're very playful. Why are you taking a dating sabbatical? I would assume that you just love dating. You just be out there dating night and day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now here comes the hard hitting questions. Whoa, night and day. <laughs> Jeff doesn't work. He just goes on dates 24 <laughs> seven. Right, right. That's just what I
2: do. Hello, everybody. No, well, the, well, the reason, I mean, there's also another reason why I'm in Chicago. So I came to Chicago originally, partly because of COVID, but also because my nephew, I was trying to help him graduate from high school. Um, So he moved in with me and I helped him get into college. So I moved back, you know, October of 2019. But also a person that I was dating lived in Chicago and I was living in Oakland. So I was... I spent the last year and a half with her and like I got really close to her and her kids and it was amazing and, and then it ended up mm. not working out. So like I'm still here in Chicago and planning to head back but like I went all in to be like I gotta see mm-hmm. this through you know and I put my heart and soul in it and I got like super hurt mm. and I'm sure she did as well but you know I feel happy that I at least explored it and took the full risk right. and I think that lesson can be learned in the dating world is I can't believe I'm we bought a zoo. But it's just like, you know, the movie with Matt Damon, by the way. Um, 20 seconds of insane courage. Like, all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. 20 seconds of sheer bravery. And, like, everything can mm. change. And I feel like at every moment, you have that. And... One thing that my friend Angie Cole taught me that I thought was really powerful and helped me in my relationship, Angie, you know, and her her boyfriend um, have this uh, rule about, it's called open hand, not open marriage, <laughs> not open relationship, but open hand. It, it goes off of the analogy that like you have this open hand and a bird can land on it at any time. Like a relationship, it can fly mm-hmm. away at any time. And that is what a relationship is. Every day you have to decide like, do I want to stay here or not? Do I want to love this person again today? Almost like you're getting remarried each and every day and she found that's much more powerful than when we're like you mm-hmm. can't leave because then it seems like a trap for both people so like I just try to operate off that and like I go all in I get my heart broken but like at least I enjoyed the ride mm-hmm. right and I feel like that is the thing we're so scared about we're so scared to get hurt but also that's where all the joy and the fulfillment and the play is it's in mm-hmm. that same deep end of the pool where you also might get hurt
0: you know what I find so fast Fascinating about you is that like you have the <laughs> now we're no. now, he's, now he's scared he's like where is this going the bow tie's like, you off. Have, you <laughs> let's have, go deep I'm all about going deep that is kind deep. of what I'm, I'm saying though is I feel like you have this like persona that's like this fun play guy right like that's like your whole mo you have the Lego bow tie and all that but you also have this deep side like I remember when you shared the story about like going back to like help your nephew get through high school like that's like a very serious side and I guess. I guess my question for you is, like, how can people kind of, like, balance the two? And, like, can people ever come off as just being, like, too playful and get, like, not taken seriously and kind of miscategorized? Has that ever happened to you?
2: I mean... Yes, I mean, I mean, I run, I run stuff for like Fortune 500 companies, and all the time they're like, "Who in the world is this ridiculous dude?" But as soon as I help create like a psychologically safe like workplace for their staff, and they're like taking risks, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, this super weird dude actually is helpful," <laughs> you know. So I think a lot of times, again, we're trying to be like, "What is the right way? Can I be more normal?" You know, and and Viola Davis says this all the time, like, "You either claim who you are, or you end up chasing your work." for the mm-hmm. rest of your life. And how many people do you know chasing mm-hmm. their worth, like constantly looking for validation and being like, is this the right way to date? Should I be on mm-hmm. Hinge? Should I be on Tinder? Should I be on Coffee Meets Bagel? Should I be? And it's just like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It really no. doesn't. Like, I'm, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's just like the thigh master <laughs> when someone's like, I lost all my weight on the thigh master. And you're like, <laughs> it wasn't the thigh master. It wasn't Tybo or your paleo diet. You just decided now I'm going to lose weight and you're a into this. It's the same thing with like dating apps, is dating apps the right way or not the right way? Who knows? It's up to you. There's no right way. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you could go to woo camps and meet someone. You could be on a hinge and meet someone. You could go to a bar and meet someone. You could just hang out at Whole Foods every day at the same time. <laughs> and meet someone. Looking for Absolutely. That like, you forgot <laughs> the airport. Right? So, so play with it. Mm-hmm. Right? And stop looking for the right answer as there is mm-hmm. none. The right answer is the, the one where it's just like, you know, as my friend Eduardo always says, you do you boo-boo. <laughs> like, you know, like own, own you, own you because the more, the more you are yourself. Right. And I hate faux authenticity. I hate how people mm-hmm. use the word authentic all the time. Just be yourself. What does that even mean? Right. But it's just like, just be what you are scared to be, which is you put it out in the world. You might get rejected, but also you might be like putting out to the world. So someone else that sees and resonates with your nerdiness is like, yo, I need to hang out with that person.
1: So for some, Someone who is putting themselves out there in an authentic, non-influencer way, and um, they're getting a hang of this whole playful dating, bringing it to their relationships, etc. I think another question people would have, though, is coming out of a date where we played, maybe we play for eight hours, how Mm -hmm. can I tell if that was a good date versus i just created a really fun playful environment mm-hmm. i can see myself going on a date with you jeff and we we hang out for eight to ten hours we're mm-hmm. playful we're doing all this and all that and i come out and i'm like i think that was a bomb ass day i think we're like we're falling in love and you could just be like that's a tuesday you <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> How can people be more in touch with their feelings after the fact and and really like get to the core of like, oh, was that a good date? Did we make a connection?
2: Well, did you did you enjoy the experience or did you enjoy the person? Mm-hmm. Did you connect with the person or do you just remember the, like, w- what do you remember afterwards as you're describing it to mm. your friends? What is actually mm-hmm. coming out? Are you talking about more about what you did or are you talking about more about who the person is? You know, my my best friend, Dana, she still gets like warm and fuzzy whenever she brings up her boyfriend. They've been dating for like five, seven years now. Like they get all like that, mm-hmm. that feeling right there like you know it it's that same when you finish the date you're like fuck yeah yeah, i want to go on another date like you don't wait you don't wait two days no you're like i want to talk to that person right now like as I'm i'm missing you as we're leaving mm. right that is that's when yes and if you're like oh well, I don't know it was kind of good but maybe you're if you're persuading yourself right. Mm-mm, no that's I, bad. move you can, you can
0: move on dead on because I've heard people describe their dates and they lead with the activity totally like yeah. oh I went to mini golf it was so fun and it's like but could you've gone yeah. to mini golf with anyone yeah like yeah and I think right. that is a telltale sign of like is it the person or is it the actual date? Because I think the best dates, you could literally be doing nothing. Like it almost doesn't matter where you go because it's just the personality that you're jiving with.
2: Yeah. And also like, if you're like, okay, I don't know... What playful activities I can do, right? Let's say you're just like, I don't, I don't play. There's a lot of people that like, I work with. Like I had a lawyer client once that was like, I don't play ever. <laughs> Sounds like and I was like, well, wh- well, what do you do? And she goes, Well, I take people that hate each other and I get them to agree on one thing. And I was like, Oh, tell me more. And she was telling me, she was like, Ooh, that's That's your play. Mm. That's how you play. So again, it's very broad. So here is a play experiment you can do with your friends to like actually identify ways in which Mm. you could play more and then maybe play more in dates. So you reach out to three to five of your closest friends. You can also do this on social media, but it's better to reach out and like talk to your friends. I know over the phone, (laughs) scary. So you ask them these two questions. um, And the first one is like, what value do I bring Mm. to your life? Like, what do I do for you? Like, why are we friends? Because I think a lot of times we forget what impact we have Mm -hmm. on people's lives, right? So that's the first one. And then the second one is, when have you seen me come most alive? And this is based off the Howard Thurman quote of like, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive. Because what the world needs is for more people to Mm. come alive, right? And another way of asking, when have you seen me come most alive is when have you seen me most playful, most creative, most myself? So what, what value do I bring to your life? And when have you seen me come most alive? And when you get the answers back from three to five different people, drastically different answers and you write them all down, you start to see all these patterns and you're like, oh, wait, those are the ways I play. Oh, those are the ways I actually get really excited about life. Oh, those are the ways I actually impact people's lives. I didn't even remember that. Or or thank you for reminding me, right? And then when you write it all down, then you go back out to your same friends. You get a little tipsy. <laughs> you have a little tipsy storm. I like to call it tipsy <laughs> storm, right? Or you could even do this over Zoom and you, you show them... All the things that you've written down and all the patterns, and you brainstorm a bunch of uh, of adventures, mm. adventures that you could do as mm. friends or adventures you could do with r- potential dates. But again, it's a it's a playful activity to like rediscover. Can we right.
1: can we do it on each other, Julie? Sure, let's do it, Jeff. You're gonna moderate <laughs> this. Everyone's gonna witness. <laughs> oh, I get to
0: see. Oh, we're it's doing it in real let's time. Go. I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> you want me to do the asking first, or do you want to do the asking first? You could do the asking first. Okay. First question. What was the question again? What do, what do I, why are we friends? What do I, what value, what value, do, what
0: value what do I value bring to your do life? What value do I bring to your life, Julie? Oh, you bring so much value. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But. <laughs> I mean, I think just a couple things come to mind. I think I always have fun when I'm with you. I always feel like you're a delight to be around. You care about the people in your life. You are funny. Like you'll always add some sort of wit to the... Yeah, I know. you always just like basking in the glory right now. Um, I think you're also a really great listener. I think there's a lot of value that you bring. So there's the value of when you engage and talk, but also how you're there for your friends. You're listening and really taking things in.
1: Okay. So that was all recorded, right? It's like, I'm,
0: I'm just gonna... <laughs> this, was, this was the trick I see now. <laughs> She's just going to play that at night.
1: i time. play that night. every morning <laughs> that as I brush my teeth. Forget my own affirmations. I <laughs> so just listen to Julie talk about me. Okay, great. So next question is, at, when do you see me come to life? Is that like, where, right?
0: What did you see me most alive? Yeah, come to life by far when you're performing, like Mm. when you did, like, you know, when we've done live shows, when we did the um, most dateable show, that was like your baby. And I feel like you came to life with that. So I think when you can like, you know, show everyone those, you know, like the witty comments, the funny piece. And even when we do this podcast, I definitely think you come to life.
1: Love it. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to write this down. Julie, your You don't turn. need to write it down. It's recorded for everyone That's to hear. True. That's very I true. Guess, okay. Like we probably like don't need to go into <laughs> all mine for time's sake, but like, how does UA then now take what I just said and apply that to dating and relationships? Like, I'd love to make that transition, like with what info I just yeah. gave her. Like, what's that next step?
2: Well, so, I mean, so first we, you know, we identified what values she brought to your life, right? The, the fact that she's able to listen, the fact that she's like really like fully present. Also that she, when she comes most live is when she's performing, when she's doing this bigger thing. So what are ways in which you can actually do that on a date? Are we talking karaoke? Oh, open are we mic. talking like something... <laughs> that's true yeah. like what are we what are ways in which we where you get to mm. be i'm going to do um an open mic stand-up comedy thing yeah something i've mm-hmm. never done before and you're going to come and watch me and that's this is going to be one of our mm. first dates or we're going to go to like an improv show and and attempt to do something that i've never done before you know or go trampoline not oh trampoline, but you know when you like swing on those those uh what is it i forgot what those things are but no idea
0: trapeze i was gonna say trampoline dodgeball has always been my dream date that no it's taken. Is it
1: really? Okay, we have that on record for anybody listening. Anybody looking for a broken ankle?
0: Just
2: <laughs> but I would ask you, Yue, like, mm. what are some ways that you love to show up? You love to perform? You love, and then, and from there we would dive mm-hmm. into that more. And and especially when you're asking multiple friends, they're going to give you a lot of different yeah. answers.
0: Yeah. I love this idea of, like, activities you could do, but I can also see people being like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to take the plunge and do an open mic and I, but I mean
2: <laughs> But again remember it's 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 catered to right. each right. person. Mm-hmm. So someone else might say something that's much more subdued and be like, you know, you love to like read poetry one-on-one with someone. Okay, sweet. Then that's what we're gonna do. It doesn't have to be something right. so mm-hmm. overt. I think a lot of times we think like again, what you said earlier, you weigh like play has to be entertaining for mm-hmm. everyone. No, it doesn't. Play doesn't have to entertain anyone. I make ridiculous TikTok videos and people are like, oh, I love them, and I'm like, great, but they're not for you. I'm just making it for me. Like this is my play. This is how I'm playing. And if you want to join the party, as Elizabeth Gilbert says, like a bunch of people join the party for Eat, Pray, Love. But my next book, no one cared. So whatever. Like, I'm still doing this for me.
1: Julie, do you remember when we sh- set up Shelby mm-hmm. on those two dates? And she and Matt, I think was his name. They yep. they crashed a party in Hayes Valley. Yeah. And I still remember that was a really, that was a memorable date for her because they didn't plan it. But he kind mm-hmm. of like, he's like, I think there's a party going on up there. Should we go check it out? And they went and they pretended they knew people there. And that was like a really great bonding moment. And that's like small play. <laughs> that's like right. not grand gestures, right. but- it's spontaneous
0: right. but I think the problem for them was that that overshadowed their connection totally at yeah. the end of the day that's like what they kept referring back to as this moment mm-hmm. so I think it, it can't overshadow your connection so much or that you've just done a fun activity
2: or but if it's okay even if it does overshadow it because then again you know that this is not the okay. right the play helps either way because it provides mm. clarity you know and and at the end of the day like at the end of your year I always ask people like mm. what do you remember your most productive moments of the year or your most play right. fun joyful moment yeah. and if that's the case why wouldn't we be focused on trading more play fun joyful moments especially when we're right. dating if we can't do that while we're working at least do that while right. we're dating yeah you know? i
0: mean i think at the end of the day like using the shelby example like she definitely remembered that and probably would try that with other people or knew that that was something that excited her and then to your point jeff it's like if that overshadows the person so much then you're like okay maybe we didn't have have the bond that we thought we did and it's really it's still a learning experience
1: well it's still a w- it's a win-win situation because you yeah. still had
0: fun and
2: and this is gonna sound a little nerdy but i like to go nerdy
0: sometimes <laughs>
2: i had a colleague who used to work on the mars rover and she was like they were all about always making it fail Mm. like their job was to constantly break it on the ground on earth so that when it finally went out into you know mars 1.5 million miles away they would have known all the ways Mm. in which it was going to fail and i think a lot of times when a date fails you know or a relationship doesn't work out that we feel like we've Mm -hmm. lost and it's like no it's just more information it's just more information that's getting you closer to what you really want um and i say this a lot that like i forgot who told me this but someone said you're either in a relationship and you're in the relationship until you learn the lesson that you Mm -hmm. need to learn. And then when you finish learning that lesson, you either decide, all right, now this relationship's over because it's done, right? And we celebrate that. Um, Or I continue the relationship because I want to learn more lessons with this person. But either way, you're constantly growing. And I think we don't give ourselves credit for that. I think each time, like I was just with someone for a year and a half, I could see it as like a waste of time and just be like, oh, um, you know, I'm starting back at square one, but mm-hmm. I don't want to believe that. I don't. I want to believe that because I met this amazing person that had me grow in certain ways. Now I'm mm-hmm. a better, better mm-hmm. person because Absolutely. of that, right? And I think we need to celebrate that more and stop like beating ourselves up and listening to our inner critic. That's like you're always going to be <laughs> alive. <Right>. No, you're <laughs> not right. like, well,
0: that's not send true. that person to time <laughs> out. They should not be playing. Right. I mean, I think it's interesting. I'm just like thinking back to like dates that I've had too, and like one of the ones that stands out with like one of my exes is that we just like took the cable car like three times like back and forth like all day for no reason I mean it cost a shit ton of money because those things aren't cheap but it was like just like it wasn't like this like out of the box like crazy thing Mm -hmm. but it was super fun and playful and I'm curious Jeff because like I'm not the type of person that has like all these unique hobbies and like does all this like interesting stuff and like actually I've had great dates that I've just gone to a bar and like talk to someone and it still felt playful to me and I think I do have a playful side that comes out with certain people especially like what else can be like a way that people can like show their playful side that's not necessarily an activity
2: Hmm. Well, let me hear, let me approach it this way. So, so my, my friend Desiree taught me this and Desiree is someone who travels all over the world. She like lives in a van and just drive, travels everywhere. Um, and she learned that she could change her entire day by simply asking the question, how can it get any better than this? And she asked that with like curiosity, like, Ooh, how can it get any better than this? Right. And I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you by day today, right? Like I woke up this morning and then I made a TikTok video. Ooh, how can it get any better than this? Ooh, then I I hopped on a podcast with this guy from London uh, and we talked about play all day. Ooh, how can it get any better than this? Ooh, and then I got this really lovely Greek salad. How can it get any better than this? Now we're having this conversation. It can't. How can it get any better than this? It can't. Like, it's over. It over. This is why we booked it. you
0: at the end of the day. The greatest
2: moment of my life is right here. But I think that like doing that type of like momentous, Mm. curious way of showing up on the date and and being open to what might happen and being open to saying yes and to stuff like, let's do this adventure, let's do this adventure, like think about when you've been in flow, right? When you travel and you just, you're open to everything. Mm -hmm. You're like yes, I will. Yes, I will have another mimosa. Yes, I will hop on this moped of this stranger. Yes, I will go to this deserted island to this party (laughs) under the moonlight and maybe you meet the love of your life because you were willing mm-hmm. to say yes to all yep. this stuff so we have to like we have to be willing to embrace our curiosity and the experimentation of it and also just be open be open to being vulnerable
1: I actually think that is the, one of the best ways to approach playfulness on a date is pretending you're a tourist in your own city mm-hmm. I think that's like the best mm-hmm. mindset the shit I've bought on trips and paid for like Segway yeah. rides I would never fucking do that in San Francisco I make fun <laughs> of tourists right. who take those segway tra- like t- tours around the city and like by madness probably super fun.
2: I've I've actually done that and we I went on a date in the, one of those yellow moped things and we drove up to McDonald's <laughs> and we got something to eat even though we couldn't reach the But I also have something called the ratchet oh, tour that I used tell. to do in San Francisco. Oh, do you want to know the ratchet tours of the ratchet Tour is fascinating. We we start off at Sweet Maple. Hmm. Um where they have the million dollar bacon i don't know if you guys know that for
0: anyone not at sf that is just like uh one of those like brunch spots that like the lines around the block i've no actually final, never been every day yeah never yes been.
2: oh but it has million dollar <laughs> bacon but if you can't go there then go to the sycamore you know down in the mission where they just have bottomless mimosas right so we have bottomless mimosas hang out and then we go to dolores park we get some ice cream and we go into the park and we look for the coconut man. <laughs> And the Truffle Man. And if you all don't know in San Francisco, there's a guy named the Truffle Man, beautiful black man, just this, this amazing man. And he carries around these weed truffles in a golden urn, in a bronze and golden urn, which he gives out to people. And then behind him is usually the Coconut Man, which is a guy that chops coconuts as you drink half of it. And then you pour <laughs> rum in the other half. And you just walk around, you know, feeling a little high and having your coconut rum. And you just walk through the mission, trying out all the restaurants. And I
0: call that, that the Basically right just to. get shit-faced get is shit-faced. basically what you're saying. Get drunk up and shit-faced. Hey, you know what? Those have been great dates I've had, so I'm not not knocking you on that one.
1: I, I also like the acid trip, where
0: <laughs> you just take some acid
1: and end of story. Best date ever.
0: But bringing it back to PG World for anyone that doesn't want to do PG acid. World. <laughs> Fuck PG Worlds. <laughs> But I think I, think what, I like this point what? about curiosity because I mm. don't think it needs to be mm-hmm. this like extravagant adventure. I think that's great. Like go for it yeah. if you want to, by all means. But if you, if you don't, just be curious even in the conversation with someone. Like you can literally yeah. be sitting at the same place and have a playful conversation and a not playful conversation. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be like some major adventure either.
2: And you can even have a conversation that changes mm-hmm. your life even if you are never going right. to be with that person again again. Like that's the possibility with each and every conversation that we have. That's exciting. Like I love people. I love hanging out with people because there's, there's always this moment where they might say something that sparks an idea okay. that creates like, I don't know, some video that, that makes makes me like love Mm -hmm. life more. Like, I don't know where this shift is going to happen. And I think when we show up with that like level of also gratitude that we have the opportunity to be Mm -hmm. on these dates. I mean, by the way, I mean, have you talked to some people that have been together for a really long time? They are not, not a lot of them are having that much fun. I (laughs) mean, let's just be honest. Everyone thinks the grass is greener on each side. But I think, you know, for a lot of people that are single, we're like, I I just need to be with somebody. But maybe you don't. Let's not force it just for the sake of forcing it. Like you have the freedom right now to like connect with anybody in the world and go anywhere that you want. No one is holding you back. That is a luxury. So explore that because you don't know how long you're going to have. Yeah, I mean,
0: also, I think the side on the long term relationship, because I did actually want to touch on that, that I think you could definitely bring play to that too, right? I think I read somewhere that one of the top reasons that people got divorced is they stopped dating each other and they stopped being curious about each other's lives. So I guess like from your perspective, like what are some ways that people could bring play even if they've been with their partner for 10 plus years or whatever that might be.
2: My recommendation is go have more adventures. Go have more adventures separately as well as together because when you have adventures separately then you can actually come back and tell each other about that because a lot of times we're like, "Well, let me tell you about. It. You've already told mm. me that story. I've heard that story like a million times." Like, "Oh, do something new." But when when you're willing to like and this is part of also allowing each other in a relationship to do you, right? Do you boo boo, and you're like doing these adventures and coming back, you're growing from each and Every one of those risks. So go have adventures together, create new experiences together, but also give your each other the freedom to do that. Someone else watch the kids, go do your adventure, you know, or go on like a trip in your town and pretend like you're a tourist. Like just re- it's a lot of times it's just reframing small things that you want to do instead of just like mailing it in and being kind of lazy about it, and being like, well, let's just watch Netflix again. <laughs> really want to watch netflix again speaking you know?
1: speaking of netflix there's a really bad movie out there <laughs> but i actually like the premise it's called Yesterday with Jennifer Garner. (laughs) Have you seen it? It's a really bad movie. But the premise is she and her husband have been married for so long. They have a bunch of kids and things are getting like not fun. And there's a trend going on, going around at school that there's a yes day where one day Mm. you say yes to everything. The parents say yes to the kids. The kids say yes to the parents. And they have this fantastic, really memorable day where nobody gets in trouble. But you just start expanding outside of your creative comfort zones. And I think that's something that couples can do too. What if you give each other a yes day once a month and then you just Mm -hmm. say yes and you just keep building upon the yes, yes, yes.
2: I love that. Or or why don't you as a couple go get Mm. lost? Like go get lost in the city, you know, hide your phones or you can't pull out your phones and you got to get back some way. Like there's some adversity in in each and every one of the adventures. Like when you go travel and you have those like horrible experiences of like, (laughs) oh my gosh, and you know, we couldn't get on that plane and couldn't get on that plane. You know, later on Mm. you talk about that with a certain level level of like gravitas right. and like excitement. So, I think that's the part is is simply asking yourself and your partner each and every day, you know, hey, when was the last adventure mm. we went on? What type of adventure would you want to go on? You know, and do you want to go on this adventure
1: with me?
0: like that. Well, this has been so many so insights fun. in this whole thing. I mean, we're going to kick off some takeaways. But I think the biggest one for me is that, you know, like we always say that just treat each date as getting to know a new person. I love this like expectations is the joy of or the thief of joy. Is that the quote? Did I get that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that is like something to live by. And I love this idea of two. Like being grateful that, like, I am going to spend an hour plus with this person. Like, let's make it fun. Like, let's enjoy this time. And it really is a shift in mindset and how you approach things. And I think it's not like, you know, you can't be deep because you're playful. It's not an either or. It's how can our play mesh together? And I think at the end of the day, really what we're trying to do here is form memories together, whatever that yeah. might be. And like, that could be an adventure, it could be an activity, it could be an inside joke, it could be whatever it is, but that's how you bond to people is when you have a shared experience. And when you just go on these dates and there is no shared experience, that's when it's meh, right? Jeff has something to add. You just inspired (laughs) something.
2: You inspired this other thing. No, I I, you, uh, something you said was just so just resonated with me. So thank you so much. (laughs) Um, uh, No, it reminds me of there was this talk and from Shia LaBeouf and, you know, he was at Oxford union and he was talking about when people want selfies mm. and he he knows when people want to take mm-hmm. when they're like just asking questions to build mm-hmm. up for the selfie so they can ask the selfie question and he knows when they are giving where, where there's an exchange and it's just like hey we're hanging out we're connecting and then all of a sudden we decide mm. hey you know let's take a selfie maybe we will mm-hmm. maybe we won't right and I think we have to be aware even with ourselves when we're in dates what do we do are we are we just thinking about what we
1: can get
2: or are we thinking about what we can give you know and how even if this date doesn't end up to be the love of your life how you can also impact that person right now in that conversation there's something that you might spark with them so that they actually realize the thing that makes them come most alive like again that's part of the adventure that's part of of being in the yeah. moment instead of being like when we're in the take mode, we're like, okay, how much do you <laughs> Like, Yeah. You know, what are you giving me? What is your 401k sound like? <laughs> like we can feel, we can yeah. feel it. We can feel when the person is taking, feel it. And that is what it makes it like, uh, like what, what do you want from mm. me? And when we're having more shared humanity, which I'm really hoping we have in the post pandemic mm-hmm. world, we see more people as like human beings and not as, as just something that is filling a mm-hmm. role for me.
0: You just triggered my last takeaway is like, <laughs> not just looking at like dates as an, ex- as an adventure, but your whole dating journey as an adventure. Like for I think sure. if you can reframe it and think about like, I think that's like so key. Like instead of like a date not working out, it's like, okay, who's next? What's right around the corner? Like that curiosity of not just the dates of the people, but your own dating life and looking at it as like, you know, a play experience in itself what a better mindset than being like, oh, another person ghosted me. Like, how Mm -hmm. is that going to really help you?
2: Right, and... And simply asking the question when someone does ghost you something like that, asking how can it get mm-hmm. any better right. than this? And be curious about it and see what happens. Because it's right. gonna get, it can't better. get worse. <laughs> so like, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean
0: exactly. it can, but <laughs> it,
1: could. it
2: could, but it'll I'm be sure. really it can, fun. It'll be really fun.
0: But
1: let's not so focus positive. on the worst yeah, case we're scenario. Thinking about the positive. Right. Let's like, be like, let's go. goes ghost you twice. How can it be getting better? Than
2: this? <laughs> like that guy only had one eye. Okay,
1: whatever. Right. <laughs> let's get curious. Let's (laughs) Hover your one eye. It's a game. Yeah, make a game. I, I love it. We're riffing. We get it now. We're play experts now. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is you inspired me for this, Jeff, and feel free to uh, take this for, for yourself, too. Uh, play is bring a pebble to the river. You All you need to do is bring the pebble and you throw it in the river and you don't know what ripple effect it's going to cause. You don't know which way the the mm-hmm. pebble will go, but all you need to do is bring the pebble. We don't need to know the big picture of wh- how it's going to affect the river you just have to bring that one thing to the table so i like this idea because it also goes into this analogy is really synonymous with what we've been talking about is yes and we keep building and -hmm. the best times i've had on dates and with my current partner is when we keep saying should we try it yes Should we do that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Should we do this? Like, should we go here? Let's do it. And it becomes so fun. And you just keep adding Mm -hmm. and building on top of each other's requests and questions. And that river just keeps, it keeps flowing and the ripples keep getting bigger and bigger to bigger waves. And that's what, that's how I see play. But you just need to Mm -hmm. bring in that one little pebble. Maybe it's a question. Maybe it's an activity and just see where it goes.
2: And I love when Yue said that. She said it with a little mischief. should yeah. we try it? Should we? And then the energy. Right. Do you feel the energy? Like you can feel it, right? We know it. I think a lot of times we ignore it because we're like trying to be mm. normal. And it's like, no, all of the possibilities are in the mm. weird. You know, Will Smith, what it says this, on the opposite side of fear is like everything you've always wanted. And it's just yeah. like, yo. So then let's go there. Let's go to that deep end of the pool and just see what happens. I
0: think tone can be playful. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's like at the end of the Uh day, doesn't need to be. I love this takeaway of the pebble because it's like what we're saying is I think sometimes we get in our heads that play needs to be this like huge activity and it's like a lot of pressure, but it just needs to be something small small that we see the reaction. And if we both jive from it and then it will just naturally happen. It doesn't need to be like you coming to a date with a deck of cards ready to go. Right. Like if it, go- right. if it goes that way, great. You know, I'm gonna be a magician. Let <laughs> right. me stand for you. Exactly.
2: No, because and and what it's what you said also. It's like play is just you being you. It's you being you.
1: You wearing your Lego. Uh, bow tie is a great example of a pebble. Because if you did that on a date, it might have inspired me to bring my own bow tie, which is actually my dog's bow tie. And then we would have a conversation about that. Maybe we bring our bow ties and we wear it to Whole Foods. <laughs> and, then mm-hmm. and then we barter our bow ties for our oranges. So I don't know. <laughs> right.
0: Or someone that doesn't want to bring a bow tie, they could see the bow tie and they'd be like, oh, I used to play with Legos. And then it goes like yeah. into another right. conversation. It could just, just never know. spiral yeah. and so many ripple effects in different ways. Ripple directions.
1: effect. <laughs> I love that a lot. I just love this idea of keeping things playful. And that doesn't mean mm-hmm. keeping things surface level or superficial. Nope.
0: It just means mm-hmm.
1: infusing mm-hmm. the fun back into dating. I think it's about right.
0: time. Dating mm-hmm. should be fun. Right. Especially on the early stages. Oh like before God. shit gets difficult. Like, you know, Ooh, if it's not fun seriously. then, how is it ever gonna be fun?
2: And and I love I love this quote from Elizabeth. Was Gilbert. That How many was like, quotes you know, do
0: you
1: have in your repertoire? I'm just, <laughs> I just I just, they're I've all counted, in my head.
0: I've counted. <laughs> You're not even like reading them. That. That's the best I, part. I counted 12 already in this episode. What, yeah. Like
2: <laughs> what's crazy was I was on a podcast once where I had to, I had to be Elizabeth Gilbert. You had that oh. play a oh. character. That was the podcast and mine, I was supposed to, so I had to memorize all of, all of her work. So like now it's just like <laughs> embedded in my head. But the one that I love is like personal transformation doesn't happen until you get tired of your own Mm. BS like your own bullshit and it's just like what is the bullshit that you're telling yourself like what is the what is the limiting belief that is holding you back what's the old story like one of my old stories was I was the guy that a woman would date right before Mm. she got married
1: you're the fluffer you're the relationship fluffer
2: oh the fluffer (laughs) right so there's even a term for it right and why why do I tell that story because it actually benefits me it gives me the benefit of not having to like continue Mm -hmm. to go out there and also makes me look good right it makes me look like the hero in my own story instead of just confronting them and be like mm, is that really right. true like is that the thing like why am I telling the story to limit myself from what yep. is possible and I think we a lot of times say those limiting beliefs because we're just mm-hmm. scared we're just scared that's we're gonna right. get hurt and guess what you are but also you also are gonna find such love and adventure and, and all of the joy and like that's yep. living it's both it's all the sadness all the angry all the grief all the fulfillment and all the pleasure. All wrapped mm-hmm. together like a roller coaster. And that's so much more enjoyable than just, you know, binge watching Netflix till you die. So let's not, you know, I'm just saying, I love Netflix, but.
0: I love this roller coaster analogy too, because sometimes, like, when you're in the down piece, it can only go up, right? That's what we've been saying. So there's always, like, something new around the corner if you think about things in this, like, curiosity, playful mindset.
1: So, Jeff wow. Harry, if people want to <laughs> find out more about you and your offer, and rediscover your play.
0: How can and they not, find not you? And not play parties, we'll clarify. Well, like, yeah, yeah, you you really never parties. know. Hey, different never type play different of know, play but, party. I don't get down that guy. Hey, you, know, but I it, mean, it, hey, it
2: you do It better not use. be a
1: limiting belief of yours. You can do it if you want to. <laughs> uh, right, right, I mean, you know. I gotta be
2: open. You're absolutely right. I Back to San Francisco, yeah. <laughs> power change. Yeah, so you can find me making my ridiculous videos at the handle Jeff Harry Plays, J-E-F-F-H-A-R-R-Y-P-L-A-Y-S. And that's TikTok, Instagram, all of them, medium, all of them. Um, And then you can go to my website, rediscoveryourplay.com. And when you go to it, there's a let's play button. And if you click the let's play button, I have all these play experiments Hmm. you can do. And then you can hop on a phone call with me and we can figure out how you can rediscover how dope you are by playing. So I feel
0: fun. like you might be getting a lot of calls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You've got two calls coming yeah, right after exactly. this. We're going to hang up and then we're going to be like clicking that button. <laughs> hey, remember us <laughs> from five minutes ago? Okay.
1: Oh, this was I awesome. Thanks so much for being on our show, for playing with us, letting us play with you. We're going to have you back and you're, you can play with me anytime you want. <laughs> I'm
0: just, just going to put it out there. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. Just putting that out
1: there. And I meant it for to sound
0: dirty. <laughs> all right, just saying. Wait, what? Just
1: saying. Whenever
0: you're back.
2: Let me just adjust these glasses.
0: <laughs> if anyone's looking for an opening line to show their playfulness, there you go.
2: <laughs> oh, at some point, we have to do Julie's yes. thing. Yeah, we gotta do that Julie's could be a bonus
0: thing.
1: episode. we got to pay more for that. We've <laughs> <laughs> got our business all figured out, too. There we go. How to how to upgrade people. <laughs> so if for anybody listening to this, obviously we'll we'll link all of Jeff's stuff in our um, show notes. But for us to get fabulous guests like Jeff, please give us a five star review in uh, Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get awesome guests, get awesome mm-hmm. content, and create even better episodes for you all. So just a simple click on five stars and like a um, quick line about how awesome we are and how playful we are. How you want to play with us, <laughs> it will suffice. And I guess we'll just wrap this up. I don't want this to end, but play never ends. So we'll continue nope. this in, we'll be in other again. ways. We play with Jeff quite a bit in, on Instagram <laughs> in our DMs. So she
0: just keeps saying we'll <laughs> things. Continue. She keeps we'll saying things but it our just play like digs it deeper. My mind is going in all certain ways that it's going back to the earlier part of our conversation. <laughs> and it all circles back. It just circles back. It all circles
1: Wee. back it's getting hot <laughs> it's getting hot in here before we get in trouble let's wrap this up Dat- Stay Dat- date-able. Dat-able. Dat-able. <laughs> you, the dateable podcast is part of the frolic podcast network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts want to continue the conversation First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Podcast.